I've got something up above the streets and houses. Oh, I've got uh, rum sodomy in the lashes. Hello there. Welcome to what promises to be quite an intriguing day fight. Okay. I mean, is that the order? Because I'd probably stop. It's just about eyelashes. Two. Okay. Fine. Anyway, it's where we take things that happen on this day in history and pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. And together we have selected two stories from the past and are going to tart them up and present them in their Sunday best to broadcaster and historian Tessa Dunlop. How are you, Tessa? It's not Sunday. Sorry to be a bit anal, but it's not. Well, we're just going to do Thursday best. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'm in my knickers. For God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take us back to the 25th of June, 1938, and the passage of the Food, Drug and Cosmetic Act, which I'm not really even sure it's worth talking about after that bombshell. Before June the 25th, the Food, Drug and Cosmetic Act only covered food and drugs, so cosmetics were completely unregulated. Uh, the regulation uh, came into being because of one product in particular called Lash Lure, which was a form of eyelash dye made of coal tar, or paraphenol enodiamine, um, which was sold as uh, the new and improved mascara will give you a radiating personality with a before and after. Nathaniel, are you yes. talking about makeup? I am. Right, okay. What's Jake's out of interest on the 25th of Jake, June? Jake, are you doing makeup? What's yours? Are you doing makeup too? What are you going to um, do? I'm, I'm doing bras. No. Okay, because. <laughs> What, seriously, what are you going to do? Because I just want to know whether I need to start scoring now. Because I tend to write down marks on my pad. Oh, okay, fine. Well, shall I tell you? Now, are you, yeah, are you done? Or are I'm you? not done. Hang on. I'm... He's not done, <laughs> yeah. but tease us. Can you just finish. tease us? You tease us. Oh, let him finish. finish. T- finish then, Matt. Fine. Finish. Let him finish. So, uh, paraphenol enodiamine <laughs> causes um, eyelash blistering, eyelash... <laughs> Well, according to the Journal oh, of American, the uh, American Medical Associations, vesicular eruption and marked edema of the adjacent skin, as well as keratosis and corneal inter- infraction and uh, necrosis. Essentially, it causes eyelids to dissolve, and the only way of stopping it dissolving someone's whole face is to completely remove the eyelid. And this was sold utterly oh. unregulated. Can, um, can, is, are you talking about the in, the introduction of drug safety in America? Yes. Which was done this, because of Lash Lure, this particular product. Actually, I, I'm now with you now. I think this is a very interesting area. But mm. I think the mascara is, you're looking at the wrong end of the lens or whatever, the tip of the iceberg. It, because the, the biggie <laughs> that no came in, yes. and actually, the, arguably, the anniversary isn't actually till next year, and then mm. you can go for it. But um, with the thalidomide scandal in yeah. Britain, we introduced the Drug Safety Board in 1963. And this meant that all drugs had to reach a certain standard and of course it was hugely significant because what's happening in the early 60s what Mm. drug is untested that we're giving for the first time ever to healthy people come on guess what are we giving what drug are we giving oh thalidomide no that's a little tiny clue there what what drug are we giving people who are healthy? Because you'll take almost any drug if you're sick to make you better, even if it gives you fat ankles and a thirst. But what drug? For the we're giving women the contraceptive pill, mm. and it's a massive deal. This drug safety issue. So you're on the money, and I go back on it. But I don't care about burnt eyelids. I care more about blood clots. Well, the interesting about burnt eyelids is that you can still get it, although it is um, 
now regulated, you can still buy the same drug from anywhere. It's called uh, Combinil now. It's a Combinil eyelash dye. It comes from Austria. It costs 19.99 on Amazon, and it can cause the utter removal of half of your face if you misuse it, and has caused one fatality. But, but why would you buy it if it does that? Why would you because buy it? Because it doesn't say it anywhere on the box. Because the version in Austria is entirely unregulated, so you can buy it at 19.99 from Amazon right now, and you will never know you're getting something which, if you re- react to it allergically, could remove half your face or lead to your death. Can, do you see with the drug safety thing, just to go back, you you know when you open up any drug, a paracetamol or mm. your, de- I don't know what antidepressant you're on that, but whatever all one, of them. The, all of them, <laughs> you get a pamphlet, you know, that says you may have a seizure, you, you yeah. know, the things, that is what came in in Britain in 1963, the, the, the drug safety board, every mm. single drug had to have one of them, yeah. Sorry to be boring, but I no, think it was fun. interesting. It is, it is interesting, and it's it's important. And the, the reason Commodore now is still available, and it's people still die of it. It was but in two thousand six, it was named the top allergen by the American Contact Dermatitis Society. So be careful when you're buying eyelash dyes. And uh, also, is... the contraceptive pill can give you still nasty side effects, even when you're having sex. Jake. Uh, but I just want to say one last thing because mm, it's a no, shame do. not to. Yes. The first drug safety board, guess what the full name of it was? I don't know. No. It was called the Dunlop Drug Safety Board. And mm. guess what my name is? <gasps> oh. Tessa. Yes, and guess who <laughs> guess who that was? Guess who that was? No. My my oh. granddad. My granddad was head of the first and do you know the only downside nowadays? Mm. He was yeah. a man. You know, it's so. Sad. He no. was overseeing the contraceptive pill. My granddad was a man too. Yeah. And 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 also, I don't know if he had that much sex with his wife a bit because that's why I'm here. But anyway, there you are. But that, that's the story. That's how I. That's my little show off. My name drop. My name drop. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, Jake. Cat that. With your arms dealer antecedents. <laughs> All right. Oh wow. Blow blow. Look, we had a very good war. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, in solidarity, I, I'm not going to blink again. Good. So, and, you know, I'm just saying a blistered lash is a fuller lash. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to take you to the 25th of June 1978, when, after six years of campaigning by Zippy, George and Bungle on ITV, the rainbow flag... Uh, representing gay pride is flown for the first time during the San Francisco Gay Freedom Day Parade. Uh, This was the birth of the iconic flag. Uh, It's six colours now, which I feel is somewhat excluding Mm. of indigo. Uh, Sort of goes against the whole ethos of it. Uh, It was originally devised by an artist called Gilbert Baker. And uh, to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the rainbow flag, he made one that stretched from the Gulf of Mexico to the Atlantic Ocean in Key West. But I have got a fun quiz for you, because originally there were eight colours. Um, And Gilbert Baker assigned meaning to each colour. Oh, no. So why don't you try and guess the meaning of some of these? Okay, we'll do maybe the last four, okay? Okay. Uh, Maybe, well, no, we'll start with green. Green, what do you think that means? Oh, green psychopath, because it's what you get in all the, um, (laughs) I shouldn't say that, but... The LGBTQP+. No, but I'm oh, sorry, I just meant the colour green, because whenever you go into a mental hospital or you go and have therapy, the walls are always green. So they're oh. obviously, so there's something there that's calming. meant to calm you down, calming. So flip that around. I didn't mean the negative bit at the mm. start. What I meant was the, the that, you know, the calming so green. Why, why would it be calming? Because it reminds you of? 
vegetarians. So, na- vegans. No. Nature, I know. <laughs> and, and the eye can see more shades of green than any other colour, and that is true. There's no, that well, you can't see as many mm. co- shades of any other colour than green. I, is that because we had to pick things from I, bushes I, to survive? Yeah, there's lots of green in nature. There's even okay. more now that Iceland's melting right. or Greenland. Now you've kind of dialed into the whole vibe. What do you think yellow yeah. stands for? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not answering this question. <laughs> cowardice. Cowardice. Yes, yeah. cow- the cowardice I'm displaying <laughs> by refusing oh my God. to answer oh my this God. question. <laughs> Sunlight, guys. Sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> Lemon curd. <laughs> yeah. Custard. Yeah. Thick, thick turd. O- orange. Orange doesn't work quite as well. That's Ooh, you're not going to guess this. It's healing. Oh. Don't know why. And orange. finally, hot pink. Mm. Sex. The vulva. Oh my god! Know. How did you know that? Why? Well, yes. It's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> Well, maybe to, go, to you, the to, to way I back, do it, can't remember. It'd have to be. To go back to colours. Nathaniel, it's mm-hmm. the reason why women wear lipstick, as I thought, was to, to remind you of the vagina. I thought that was. I don't know if that the ancient Egypt's, Egyptians mm. were aware that's why they were putting on lipstick, but that was. I was led to believe that every day when I reapply, mm. it's because I want yeah. to go into my corner shop and make men. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, I don't know, but it's interesting, isn't it? And that's why you can get green lipstick. Indeed. Yeah. Can you? If you've got a psychotic vagina, you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's his first joke, Jack. Give him a round of applause. Come on. Oh. Come on, little clap. Please. Let's do the pity is birthday. just killing me. <laughs> I can take anything but pity. <laughs> Happy birthday to Rose O'Neill, the American cartoonist who came up with the Cupid doll, which was the most uh, successful cartoon character before Mickey Mouse. Um, happy birthday to Stig Solander, the Olympic skier who never had much success, but he looked like he had a fun name. And I was only on clicking deeper into his Wikipedia entry that I found that he, there was nothing much interesting. He came fifth in the slalom in 1952. Anyway, let's, so let's replace him with Sonia Sotomayor, the first Hispanic judge on the United States Supreme Court. Also, happy birthday to Carly Simon, who wrote the song Beloved of People Who Investigate the Circulatory System with... Your so veins. Happy birthday to Simon de Montfort, but it's not the good one. Remember Simon. what we learned earlier in the week, Nathaniel. Keep the voice low. Sorry. Happy yeah, death. Don't get carried away. Simon de Montfort the Elder. Not the proper Simon de Montfort who is interesting, his dad. Happy birthday too to Mary Tudor, who secretly married the Duke of Suffolk without her brother Henry VIII's consent. Uh, she's the grandmother of Lady Jane Grey, who was Queen of England for nine days. Happy death day too to George Custer, who fought and lost the Battle of the Little Big Horn. Um, oh, isn't that where custard comes from? He lost custard being Cowardly associated custard. with cowardice. Have Ooh. we done not does us on a big full circle there? Maybe. Let's put that. Let's say we have. Look at that. Okay. We've, <laughs> we tie have. that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. He wrote about how he was. He, he lost the Battle of Little Bighorn whilst trying to take uh, a village from the Lakota people, and he lost because he. The people say, oh, he lost because he didn't realise how many Native Americans were there. No, he thought it was a village full of women and children. It was only the fact that there you are. everyone else. He was a coward. So he was a coward. And he was a coward. He died. He took a Gatling gun with him just in case. He still lost. That's George Custer. Dead. Well dead. I've, yeah, we finished this list now. Can we do the judging? Yes. No, this is like I feel like it's like it's week thirty-three of date fight, and Nat and Jake have gone to boot camp. <laughs> Smarten up your act. Yes. I think a new feature for your mm. future guests could yep. be: can they come up with a better anniversary Podcast. than your two? 
Yes, no, oh. a better anniversary. Okay. Because oh, but the, then we we j- I just feel compelled to say, yeah, of course it's better. I mean, what kind of yeah. host, uh, what kind of graceless yeah. turd would I be if I was like, invite you oh, around for that a game was night. Rubbish. But it's really obvious. That was me dropping a clue. Come on, what have you got then, Tessa? All right, give us your better one. Just do it. I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) (laughs) No, you didn't. And you didn't care if we didn't, because you'd just do it anyway. (laughs) Ka-ching. It was today, the 25th of June, the 70th anniversary of the beginning of the Korean Bloody War, also known as the Forgotten War, which started 70 Uh, years ago today, and it still hasn't got a piece, you forgetful sods, you. (laughs) Thank you. And that's why I didn't really buy into the mascara, but then in the end you won me round. In the end I came round to it, because I found a connection back to myself and my vulva. (laughs) And that's really important. It's quite crucial, uh, yeah. Used to win the next two days. That's fine. It's actually very empowering. Yeah, I'm not getting. I'm not good. No, I, about no, I just nearly googled. <laughs> Nathaniel's won this week. I'm not this week. He's just won this and the scar job. Fine. Now nothing. There we go. Four one. Because yeah. I felt you were on terrain you didn't really feel, you know, Jake. I don't know, I felt that you would have been better with the Korean War, to be honest. That more masculine kind of <laughs> Korean... Oh, my God, what do you uh, think I am? I don't know, I you just... Have... He did start the Korean War, didn't he, Jake? Yeah, I did, to be fair. Yeah. Sorry about that. He's a warmonger. Can I oh, give you one fact about it. the Korean War? You one may. fact. Yeah. Please. Um, it, the more people died, civilians died in Korea proportionally, given the size of the population, than any other country's losses in the Second World War. And it's still forgotten. And no peace has ever been concluded. They tried last year, but then Kim Jong-un has been blowing things up again recently, and he's got that nasty sister, hasn't he? She's all yeah. cooked up. Even the Sun write about her. It's the first time they've touched on politics for months. <laughs> There you go. Why don't you go and check out Behind the Front Line? It's a great podcast (laughs) with Tessa Dunlop. And Kim Jong-il's sister, dialing (laughs) in in a minute. Great, you can get her. That's just quite good for a podcast. (laughs) I need the loo. Carry on. Okay, see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 